we might be the most hated Americans in Australia after this, or the most popular. We now return you to regular programming. Taco Core Podcast, episode 88. I'm Nate. That's Terrence. It is, the NFL draft just finished today. It is, I believe it is Sunday the 29th, sometime late at night. It's dark. It's been dark and it's daylight savings time, so you know it's late. <laughs> um, but Terrence, how's the last two weeks been for you? It's been two weeks since we've done an episode. Um, the last couple of weeks, really busy, um, but I think it's a good time. Uh, how's, how's the last two weeks been for the Terrence? Oh, uh, let's see. The last two weeks have been, well, first of all, excited to be back on. Always good nice. to see Nate. Um, uh, the last two weeks have been kind of crazy. Uh, work has been like overwhelmingly busy. I'm, I'm, I'm drowning in it basically. Um, this weekend I'm finally getting my feet back under me. I'm, I'm like, uh, doing some work around the house, kind of putting some, putting some pieces together for the new place. So that's exciting, but, mm. um, not a lot of dull moments. Like the few free moments I've had, I've been, um, I mean, I went to the movies, uh, last weekend. I saw evil dead rise. That was really cool. But other than that, it's just been like nonstop homework and work work. <laughs> How about yeah. you? <laughs> I feel you, man. The last two weeks. So I, um, well, uh, yeah, the last two weeks I was working an event here, uh, within our town, uh, like an exercise event for advanced training and stuff like that. So, nice. um, but I got to work with um, our coalition partners. So I obviously I work government stuff or whatever like that. But I got to work with coalition partners. So British people from the UK, people from Canada, and then people from Australia. So it's keyed in some of the topics that we'll end up talking about today or whatever like that. But um, yeah, it was long, man. 12-hour days, five days out of the week. Uh, worked somewhere over 100 and something hours in the last two weeks. I know Matt's sitting back there like, oh, woe is Nate, his measly hundred hours a week or whatever, or every two weeks, you know, or whatever. But it was pretty long and it was kind of taxing on the girls too because, you know, I got to get there super early. So it's like, yo, you got to wake up earlier and then we get back and it's late, late, like closer, probably about an hour before their bedtime on a normal day. But it's like, yo, we got to eat and go to bed because we're waking up even earlier. So. Uh, they're happy that's kind of over. They get to kind of chill, relax. Their sleep's not cut up, which is kind of cool for me because they'll go to bed a little bit earlier so I can knock out some things at night. I don't like to stay up super late. So mm -hmm. in, in general, I like to be an early riser. <clears throat> so um, kind of nice to kind of knock some of that stuff out and then get up before them and knock that out. And then they're kind of getting back into the normal groove of regular day. So. Nice. Uh, that's been pretty good, but the, yeah, the last two weeks were fucking long and, um, but it was fun, uh, made new friends, um, and we'll roll this into, uh, kind of some of the stuff we'll end up talking about. So if you're new here, it's a podcast around the people in our fantasy football league is what we started about. We talk about each other, talk to each other, get to know each other a little bit better. Uh, just random thoughts that are in our head. We'll cover some sports news. We'll do a draft, leave it off with a rant or a rave and with a, with a jam for the rest of the week. But um so starting in the top of mind area right is um you know tony in his 58 west king podcast i might blurt bleep that out so that he doesn't get any free plugs or anything like that but <laughs> um tony is always talking about how good his podcast is in poland but i'm here to tell right. you 
now have a subscriber in Australia. So this person, as we're talking right now, is actually a day ahead of us and still not even home. So on the travel back, flew from Colorado Mm -hmm. to Dallas and then Dallas straight to Mel, like I believe Sydney, then down to Melbourne. And um, and if he's listening to this right now, he's probably like, "Oh, you said Melbourne." He said, "I'm Melbourne." (laughs) I wasn't gonna. I wasn't gonna say. I wasn't gonna. I wasn't gonna say anything. (laughs) We gotta do our best Australian (laughs) accents. Um, But you know, they lose an entire day going back because you hit the international timeline or whatever like that. So he's like, "Yeah, just plan things for the thirtieth because I'll get back on the (laughs) first. So (laughs) he doesn't have to do anything. But yeah, so we're nice. pretty big in Australia right now, and uh, nice. we're going to keep continue growing there. I think they're more of a fighting ally with the United States of America than uh, the Poles. I don't, what are, they're the Polish. Yeah, yeah, I'm really bad at this. Polish uh, Poles. <laughs> yeah, it's con- contextual. I'm hoping we get no subs out of Poland. <laughs> I don't want anything to do with that <laughs> and what they got going on over there. But yeah, we're pretty big in Australia. I mean, I don't. I don't mean to like, you know, brag or anything, but I mean to brag, but, um, but I was talking to my friend, I ended up meeting his name's Tom and, um, and he was like, yo, you know what we make you go viral in Australia is just being an American talking about Australian football league or whatever mm. like that. So you come up with that and then he's like, what'll happen is one person in Australia, cause Australians apparently like shitting on people, mm-hmm. uh, like their sense of humor is very we're going to put everybody down kind of like how we mm-hmm. end up doing as the boys. Right. Sure. But, yeah. but they're fucking ruthless. Like that is an identity. So he was like, yeah, if you do some stuff about Australian football or the Australian football league or something like that from an American perspective, it'll once one Australian sees it, they'll share it to all their buddies and they're going to share it. If, hey, look at these fucking wankers. <laughs> so um, that's what we're doing for the next month or so. I don't know. We're going to cover all kinds of things. I did find out, and this is top of mind too, and it might be good next year is there's a fantasy football league for Australian football that's ran through their league on their website. So um, we might do that for draft position next year. So, um, but yeah, that's, that's kind of top of mind. Um, What else is top of mind? Not much, man. It's just been busy, busy, busy enrolled in all my summer classes over this last week as well. So set up to go full-time in the summer too, which is kind of crazy because it's two months of school and to take a full load, it's a lot, but I travel a lot for the summer. So um, I ain't got nothing else to do except either go spend money everywhere or do homework. So I'm, there you go. I'm scheduled to be home somewhere around seven to 10 days throughout the whole summer, apparently. So, Oh, wow. Holy yeah. cow. So, <clears throat> but busy. Yep, trying to get that United premium status. There so. you go. <laughs> get them miles. Get them miles. Yeah, yeah. And the <laughs> NFL draft just finished, so um, you know some thoughts on that too. Uh, the NFL draft sucks. It's a suck thing to watch. <laughs> it's annoying. And how you know it's annoying, right? And I learned this a few years back from a fantasy analyst who used to go to the draft, and now he just does the radio during the draft. But the draft when you see it on television for the first few rounds is all just a production. So it's drug out over three, four hours, but all the picks are done fairly quickly. So when you're hearing a pick that's on television and say it's the eighth overall pick, they're already 17 picks in and everybody else knows. So when they wait the seven minutes, it's really just because they go through and do all the broadcast stuff and talk about the player like they just figured it out or whatever like that. But mm-hmm. 
every announcer on there knows who the next picks are because they got to prep the production piece of it and everything like that. So he's like, it's bold. He used to get mad because he's like, you got fucking Steve Mariucci sitting here saying, you know, I think they're going to pick this guy. Well, sorry, asshole. You know, the next 15 picks, you know, so whatever you're doing is not fooling. And he got mad. So he stopped going to the draft or whatever, but he started putting it out in their discord of who the next draft picks were, because this is when like online betting became, was like really prominent. Mm -hmm. And then people just started hammering books because everybody was like, wait, you can bet on the next pick and it's live with the TV. So everybody was just max bet, max bet until they were getting cut off from sports books. So (laughs) that's why you can't do it now. And I think it's Jalen Carter who got drafted by the Eagles. Mm -hmm. He mentioned he slipped up. And when you hear his presser, when he got drafted, he's like, you know, when I found out earlier, that they were going to draft me and he's talk, and you know, he's talking about early in the day that he mm. was going to get drafted by the Eagles. You know, I told them this, 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 but usually used to see them like pick up the phone and sit there. Right. And be like, Hey, you know, talking to the coach, Hey, I'm going to get picked or whatever. So it's like, none of that happens. And it's just hours and hours prior. So it's all just a production and it's kind of annoying. Cause I just want to know who the hell's on a team so yep. I can go to bed. Yep. But you know, you, America's got to sell credit card debt and pharmaceuticals to everybody. So that's all of our commercials, but that's me (laughs) and the draft and my position on it. But top of mind for you, Terrence. Uh, Top of mind for me. Well, first of all, because this is now at the top of my mind, because you mentioned Jalen Carter, my favorite bit of draft content from this whole weekend has been, have you seen the clip of the, uh, I think it was on, on ESPN, the, the, uh, the female sportscaster who had the Freudian slip oh. referring to uh, <laughs> his big dick, his big dick <laughs> by far. One of the funniest fucking things I've seen from this whole draft season. Like I don't give a shit what else happens. That was the best. That might be one of the like top 10 all time best it's ESPN good. slip ups ever, but definitely as far as like draft content. And I've seen the shit out of it because it is all over my TikTok for you. Yeah. Page. Yeah. Um, it is, it is just blowing all that up. So that's currently a top of mind, um, because you brought up Jalen Carter, but what I was, what I was going to mention originally is what's actually like day to day top of mind for me, um, is man, this year has gone by so quick. I can't believe it's mm-hmm. already in the middle of the year. Um, and I'm realizing that as I'm, uh, about to have like a, a bunch of consecutive months where I'm traveling, they're all fun trips, like vacations and stuff, but yeah. I had that oh shit moment the other day of like, well, for example, I'm going to Colorado in June and I'm like, mm-hmm. fuck, I haven't, I haven't shopped for plane tickets. I haven't looked at <laughs> hotels. I haven't looked at cars, um, any of that kind of stuff. So just realizing that like, oh, you have plenty of time. And it's like, no, like summer's here. It's the halfway point, And I've got a ton of travel in the second half of the year um, as far as vacations and places like that, that I'm trying to go. So kind of had that oh shit moment this week. So that's now top of mind that yeah. and Jalen Carter's big dick apparently. <clears throat> That's funny. Um, There's, I heard, I was listening to a sports card podcast. I forget who, I think it was uh, Mojo Break. They're like a breaking company and they, they run a shop out of Santa Clara. They're like right Mm -hmm. down the street from Levi stadium. So they're California people, but they were talking about that Freudian slip and they're like, is there any of those things in sports cards? And the only thing they could think there's one (laughs) sports card. I forget the name. I'll bring it up in the next episode, but there's a sports card where the dude, they took the camera picture. I think it's a basketball card from Mm -hmm. like the bottom up 
or whatever. Oh, well, you could see his entire <laughs> fucking mushroom stamp like through his shorts because wow. the way he's jumping or whatever. Right. So you can right. see his whole shit just like in his pants and they stuck it on a sports card. I forget wow. the name. I'll go back and listen to it, though. I was listening to it this morning. As I in was, the, like, hand, in stuff, the hands like, of our youth. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, sports cards. Get the kids involved. You know, stuff like that. So, it's family friendly just yeah. ignore the mushroom head yeah yeah it's just <laughs> genitals so <laughs> i will move on to manager on manager terrence so i got a question for you so going back to the last episode we were talking about i was talking about the prices of gas station burritos and how they're outrageous and it reminds me of this episode of the show rocket power and both you and tony were like i don't know what the fuck rocket power is and it blew my mind and it's been on my mind ever since of like, nobody knows what, because I started asking people at work the last two weeks, you know, mm-hmm. anybody like 35 ish, right around that area. Right. Um, hey, any of you guys used to watch Rocket Power and nobody knew what it was, but it was like the biggest show to me growing up. So mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> we're going back to Nickelodeon here. So um, what's a forgotten Nickelodeon show that doesn't deserve to be forgotten? Yeah, and I had a tough time when you mentioned you might want to talk about this. I I had a tough time with this one because – so I'm pretty sure the era that I watched Nickelodeon is Mm -hmm. one of the more, like, iconic eras of Nickelodeon Mm because, I mean, I'm I'm 41 this year, so – you know, my peak Nickelodeon viewing time was like, like, I remember when they launched like the Saturday night lineup. I remember when Nicktoons first started, like I remember yeah. a Nickelodeon before Nicktoons. Um, so a lot of those shows I think are pretty iconic. So I tried to pick ones that were like more um, like oddball, I guess, mm-hmm. or like kind of like, like outside of what, what I thought was outside of the mainstream. So I thought of two just in case, they're both like two mainstream. At least I picked two. Right. Uh, so I snagged Rocco's Modern Life. Which oh, I think yeah. The, I think the Australian football folks will be very excited that we're going to talk about Wallabies. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I love Rocco's Modern Life. It was it was so like low-key funny and dry for a kid's show. And I remember everybody used to be like really up in arms about like how filthy Ren and Stimpy was on Nickelodeon. Rocco's modern life was fucking disgusting sometimes. <laughs> he was um, literally like a ship. He was literally Oof. like a, a call center like sex mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. worker. <laughs> there were yeah, there was the sex worker bit. I think if I remember right, there was a couple of like thinly veiled jokes about masturbation. Yeah. Um, like a, it, it definitely a very like a, a pretty adult show, like very, very much more like Beavis and Butthead MTV centered. Mm-hmm. Um, so definitely Rocco's Modern Life, because I think that's that stood the test of time as one of my, like I own the complete series on DVD that nice. stood the test of time as one of my favorites. Um, and then the other one that I think is probably a little like definitely for the older Nickelodeon folks um, would be adventures of Pete and Pete. Um, oh, that was a, so good. What a weird fucking show, man. Like you couldn't make a show like that today. It came from like the interstitials they originally started, but you've got like the younger Pete with the, the, uh, the forearm mm. tattoo, like the, uh, the dancing mermaid and all these like weird kind of like, uh, off ball, like oddball kind of like outside the wheel characters. Like it was a very, um, a very strange show, um, but funny and like really well written. So yeah, people probably watch those unless they're like super young, but I figure I'll pick two of them. Yeah. I used to watch those too. I'll do two as well. Uh, there's a lot of them that are there, but um, probably one of my favorite shows was my brother and me. 
So they were out of like the Charlotte, North Carolina area or whatever like that. Um, mm -hmm. Like a, it was basically around like these two kids and then their friend or whatever like that. Um, okay. Their friend goo or whatever like that. And then it was just like kids, like almost like supposed to be Cosby ish, but not like it's mm -hmm. centered around the house essentially and things that happen in the house. But then they go to like the school and all this kind of stuff. But I vividly remember an episode where they ditched school so they can go try to get Kendall Gill's autograph. Cause he was signing at like the local comic book store where they always used to go or whatever. And they got caught. Right. Um, and then this friend goo, he comes out with it. He becomes like a rapper or whatever. And he, he just creates a song called goo punch. So anybody who like <laughs> listened to it, like anytime, like someone who knew that show, like you'd be like, mm -hmm. Oh, my brother and me. And they'd be like, goo punch. Let me hear you. Goo punch. <laughs> whatever. It was pretty funny. Right. But that was a good nice. show. Um, and the other one would, for me would be guts. So okay, guts, and then at the end, guts had, I have seen. Guts I have seen. The crag, and like every time we were like building stuff in the house, you build like a fort, try to fit as many pillows in it so that you mm -hmm. can like climb up it like a crag, turn the lights out, put a glow stick in there or something so it light up like that. But Nickelodeon had a bunch of great shows. We'll have to do a draft. Their um, their game shows were so legendary. Like you yeah. can almost do a list just of there between like Super Sloppy Double there. Yeah. You know, you already mentioned Guts, um, Legends of the Hidden Legends Temple. Legends of the Hidden Temple was dope. Um, what was even, your favorite um, uh Legends of the Hidden Temple like team name? Oh like how they God. had like purple parrots, blue barracudas. Yeah. I don't remember them off the top monkeys. of my head. I remember all the colors, yeah, but I don't remember I don't remember the names off the top of my head. Um they also had that one again. This is what's really going to date. I'm telling you, man, I watched Nickelodeon, and I think way earlier than probably most of the people who listen to this because yeah. I'm just older than everybody. Um, but the um, and I'm, I'm blanking on the name, but they used to have this um, this game show where uh, it, it was like all about video games. Like they would play video games. Oh, um, shoot. What was it? Oh, Nick Arcade. That was the name of it. Nick Arcade. Okay. They played arcade games and then like the winning team would try to score points in like a real life video game, which was them playing on a green screen. <laughs> Uh -huh. But they like got dropped in. They got dropped into like uh into like a made up video game. Yeah, um, yeah. Nickelodeon had like super cool. I remember when I was uh, eight years old, we went to Orlando. We visited uh, Universal when the Nickelodeon Studios was still open there. Yeah. Um, and we got to like see the set of Double Dare. We got to taste slime. Like Nickelodeon's fucking cool. Nickelodeon's still fucking cool. Um, yeah. I don't watch it anymore, but <laughs> yeah, it definitely formed my uh, my worldview. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Yeah, uh, man, we got to do it. We got to do Nickelodeon draft. There's, oh, and God. we got to do it with like a four person episode. So we have to get a time when we can get Matt and Tony on as well. Um, Tony's too busy big timing us because he's over here playing Social Justice Warrior on Twitter, you know, and everything else out there. So it's pretty funny. But then shitting on people who are making millions of dollars now. So um, he doesn't like billionaires, but it's okay if you're a millionaire. Sounds like somebody a couple years back. I don't know, but. Ha! You got a question for me? Uh, yeah, I was having a hard time thinking of one, so I'll just kind of. This is like not particularly like timely or seasonal or anything, yeah. but it does it does call back to a conversation that you and I have had in the past. Um, so you're not a scary movie guy, like that's not them. your thing. You're I not a scary them. movie guy in the slightest. No. If you had to watch a scary movie, what would you pick and why? Oh fuck. Um. I'm always fascinated by this for people who don't do scary movies. That if like you had to watch one, what would be what would be your the the one you'd go for? I would 
I would probably go back and so one I think I could do easily now is like the Resident Evil movies. So oh, okay. I was I thought it was something completely different and we were on deployment back in 2012 and I forget which one it was. Maybe it was five or something like that. I forget what it was, but they made like a fake city inside the mm -hmm. city and mm -hmm. people didn't know it was like a fake city or something. I forget how it was or whatever. And then, um, but I remember we went in there and Adrian and it was my, our buddy AJ that lives here. He, they were like, yo, come watch this movie and whatever. Right. So we go, I'm like, okay, cool. And then we sit down and they're like, Nate, it's a scary movie. And it's about zombies that are like super fast. And I was like, <laughs> I, I swear to you, Terrence, I was so pissed off. Like you guys <laughs> fucking bamboozled me. Like, you how know? dare you? And I can't leave because now I'm stuck in here and I ain't got nothing else to do for the next yeah. two hours, but sit outside in 130 degree heat and wait for you guys. I was so pissed. And that's like, awesome. And it was more on principle because I bought a ticket to go watch it because you had to pay to get in. But mm -hmm. to pay to get in was like a dollar fifty. So it was nothing, right? And I'm like right. in an area where I'm not paying taxes, I don't have bills or anything, right? Mm -hmm. We had like mm -hmm. our mortgage back home, but that was it. So nothing else. And and I was just so frustrated with it. And it it bugged me like hardcore, like how fast mm -hmm. these zombies were. But and then the girl's mom, they were she was into like the walking dead and all that kind of stuff. So she tied me into that. And it took mm -hmm. me like a season, like getting through a season in like a month, month and a half to get okay with the zombie thing. Mm -hmm. A part of me would be like, okay, I'll watch that because I know it's going to be easy. But if I had to pick one, I'd probably pick Candyman because it was, it was like the earliest scary movie I remember watching. My parents rented it from Blockbuster or something like that, right? And it, uh, it they let me watch it. And this is like early 90s and it scared yep. – the fuck out of me like i hate i could forever hate bees now but mm -hmm. i didn't use the restroom in a restroom for like almost two days and it was so bad that when i finally like had to go i tried to go outside my dad's like no you're not an animal you go use the rest the, the bathroom right so he took a baseball bat with me and sat there while like stood there with a baseball bat in front of the mirror so I can go use the restroom, whatever like that. So part of me is like, I should watch that so that I can get over that like trauma, I guess you would say mm -hmm. that my parents put me through, but I still Damn. don't like any of the child's plays. I don't think I could do those. Honestly, like they would fuck me up so <laughs> bad, dude, like a little doll. I hate going mm -hmm. to Spencer's because of that. Like Spencer's has a lot of cool stuff and, fun socks i like to buy and stuff but right right it bugs me because there's a section that's completely child's play and they have chucky dolls hanging from yep. the ceiling so so you wouldn't watch the uh you wouldn't watch that megan movie <laughs> mm. <laughs> i think i so i think i could watch them right mm -hmm. like, i mean i've watched scary mm -hmm. movies since uh yeah a lot of like they're I just think not I'm, your favorite they're not my favorite at all yeah. um yeah. i'm intrigued by like uh demons and like things mm -hmm. possessive type things right so like the mm -hmm. exorcism and stuff like that is interesting to me it re just really freaks me out i don't like the feeling i get because being a creative and having done like acting and stuff as a kid and drama mm -hmm. and theater and there's a guy that i work with his name's nate too but he's the same he's actually an actor 
and mm-hmm. like a model and stuff like that. And we always talk about it. Like when we watch something, we inherently put ourselves into the position of that person. Who's the character, right? So it's like, we're in the movie. So that's why I kind of like the, the feel good rom-com stuff. Cause most of the time they turn out well for both parties, no matter what, you know, and, um, and like, it's like a roller coaster emotion that ends up good. But the other stuff where it's like, you know, someone's possessed by a demon or some crazy shit like that. Like it really messes with me, but I'm intrigued by it. So I'll watch those. But So you'd be into like, uh, like evil yeah. dead, like the Necron, like the book of the dead and stuff. Like yeah. That. Stuff like that. I'd yeah. probably be into it. I would definitely have to watch it with someone else. Like I won't put it on in my own house by myself. It's just, I tried you to need do a it. nudge. You need a, you need a little nudge. Yeah. I tried to do it with like it and it felt like it was really mm-hmm. sadistic and I don't really know the whole concept of it, but I was like, mm-hmm. Pennywise just seems like somebody's dressed up like something to fuck with people. And that really bugs me. So same thing with like the strangers. Um, oh, I, I love the strangers. That's right? so good. With like Liv the, Tyler, yeah, yeah. The guy tries the, to propose, masks. propose to the girl, and then they're like, mm-hmm. she's like locked in the house and stuff, and they're just fucking with her. Mm-hmm. I remember that like movie. We were in Maryland, and uh, yeah, tangent on movies that are scary to Nate, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> I can't stop talking about it because I'm like, oh, I got someone <laughs> to talk to finally. So, uh, no, it was like. It, I was in Maryland. It was my first time, first tour there. So somewhere around mm-hmm. 2008, 2009. And our house was the party house. Um, so all of our other friends lived in the barracks or dorms or whatever. So they come over. They all came over th- for Thanksgiving. A girl brought over The Strangers. And it was like the newest, hottest movie that came out on DVD at the time. Mm-hmm. So that we started watching it. And I had to leave. And I sat outside for like everything past 30 minutes of the movie it messed me up so bad that people were like knew this girl was in the house. They were fucking with her. Then they took her phone, threw it in the fireplace. She didn't know they were in the house. Then they're writing stuff on the windows and stuff like that. And it bugged me. Cause I put myself in her position and not mm-hmm. their position. Right. So it bugged me so much that I like what it was probably like 10 30 at night on the East coast. And I sat out back in like 20 something degree weather and just called my mom for like an hour and a half and had a conversation with her because I couldn't mm-hmm. watch the rest of the movie. And I was like, yeah. Oh, wow. So, yeah. I'm not into it, but yeah. <sighs> yeah. I can't do that stuff. Let's move on. Let's move on. Let's <laughs> news and notes. So we'll get into some of the sports stuff that's been going on here. We had talked about before that, you know, I had mentioned, hey, trying to do like a running back, wide receiver, tight end episode or whatever like that. But then I didn't realize that the draft was two weeks away. And then obviously I was working some crazy hours like last two weeks. So uh, we'll recap some of that stuff and then we'll talk. We're going to talk the first three rounds of the NFL draft. Um, so everything except what happened today on Sunday. But to start out news and notes, Terrence, and this is a curveball that's not in the notes for you. I was going through because everybody in our dynasty leagues is dropping players now and making roster moves and all this kind of stuff. So mm-hmm. I'm in a dynasty with Matt, you know, a super flex, full IDP super flex as well. So 22 mm-hmm. starters, right? Yep. I was going through and I was looking through the messages here on Sleeper. And seven days ago, there's like a random message from Graham the Man 69. Matt it says, mm-hmm. I put a finger in my ass, didn't hate it. There was, I scrolled up, no talks about anything to deal with. Like, hey, I accidentally jabbed myself while I was wiping. Right. 
no All contact. These guys are like single dudes, so they're like go down to like TJ and do crazy shit, you know, or mm-hmm. whatever like that. None yep. of that. No. It's just a random message from Matt. Put a finger in my ass. Didn't hate it. Thanks for opening up, Matt. Sorry, I didn't see it. I have notifications turned off. But um, how do you feel about that? You, you, you guys shake about, hands. How, you shake how, hands when you see Matt. How do I feel about? Well, wait. So just to clarify, how do I feel about like putting a finger up my ass? No, 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 Matt. No, I don't know about you. What, what you <laughs> yeah. How do I feel about him posting the message? Yeah. Um, I mean, knowing Matt, he's probably just trying to fuck with people. He's probably uh-huh. just being funny. Um, whether or not he did it, I don't know. I don't know that I particularly <laughs> care. Um, I just think he's I think he's probably just like trying to fuck around with like random people just to get a rise out of him. That feels I've, like a very feels like a very Matt thing to do. I take pretty big dumps. And I've had to have the prostate check before. So it's not too bad. It just feels like a lot of pressure, but it was in a doctor setting. Mm-hmm. Matt is a very big man. And I feel like Matt already has those like 55 year old white man knuckles that are like, I don't know, like uh, the size of like a fucking Snickers bar. So <laughs> I fear for Matt, I don't, you know, he's a bigger guy than me. So he probably takes bigger dumps, could handle a little bit more, but. I mean, knuckle one, knuckle two, how far, which finger, how no much finger context. are we talking? Yep. Was it intentional? Did you jab yourself? Cause you're using, he uses one ply toilet paper apparently. So, you know, he's into that sandpaper. One stuff. ply. Wow. I don't know, but he, we had a whole talk about it where he's not into the soft toilet tissue. So he's just a sandpaper it up and go, but um, just something I thought I'd bring up. I don't know. Whatever. We'll see. Yeah, it, uh, it it definitely feels like something that he like. Sometimes he throws shit out there that's just sort of like off the wall, trying to like I don't know, trying trying to trying to get a, a rise out of people. Yeah, he's it's probably gonna... thinking like who like like these random motherfuckers are going to be like who is this Matt? Like what the fuck is he talking but, about? But the thing is, is that like I'm the only one who doesn't know anybody other than Matt. It's like all mm-hmm. his friends from like school and stuff that live up the Central mm-hmm. Coast and things like that. So oh, I got you. Um, like all that group or whatever, but so I don't know any of them, but yeah, it was, it was really awkward. That's probably more incentive for him to do it then. Cause it's yeah. his friends to fuck with. Yeah. They probably did something and then he decided he to do it. So I don't know, but huh, maybe he put in the wrong text. So <laughs> I can see Matt <laughs> like hammered trying to send like, it to his old lady. Like, like when you're, <laughs> you're trying to look something up on Google and you post it as your Facebook status. It's yeah. a very, it's a very old person thing to do for sure. When Sorry, people old used, people. People That's used definitely to, what you do. When Pornhub used to have like the share to Facebook link, <laughs> and people would accidentally hit that. Like, why is why is my uncle putting Pornhub on Facebook? So kind of crazy. Or Anyways. whenever, uh, whenever politicians don't realize that their likes are public on Twitter. Yeah, <laughs> that's so good. All right, so we'll finish up the free agency recap. We'll cover running back, wide receiver, tight end, and then obviously the Aaron Rodgers to the Jets as the only quarterback left. Um, and then we'll just go through and pick one player from each position uh, that we kind of think about uh, in terms of fantasy coming up for the next season. So something maybe we're excited about or like kind of bummed that this person ended up moving there. But So running back, we'll go through them. I just took out some of the bigger names that have had fantasy relevance or are on the verge of that or whatever like that, that people care about and usually would draft 
sometime within 18 to 21 rounds or something like that. So Miles Sanders to the Panthers, Rashad Penny to the Eagles, David Montgomery to the Lions, Damian Harris to the Bills, Devin Singletary to the Texans, James Robinson to the Patriots, Jamal Williams to the Saints, Deonta Foreman to the Bears, and Samaj P. Ryan to the Broncos. Any of those catch your fancy, Terrence? Um, I mean, I do like. I think just overall, the the theme that I like here is I'm I'm happy to see. I, I mean, there's a few of these names that I'll definitely have. I don't know how much I want to give away because somebody's going to try to like swoop these people on me next year <laughs> draft season. That's the uh, that's the byproduct of this. I, I will say this: I think that there are some interesting things that can come out of the fact that some people who were not necessarily supposed to be the featured back on their previous team, whether it was last season or the last couple of seasons, right? Like, like Jamal Williams, right? Yeah. Like, like Samaj Perrine, right? Um, even like Miles Sanders, I'm kind of interested to see what's going to happen there because, you know, when they've had their opportunity to shine in the spotlight, they've, they've shown more than expected. So like for, for Jamal Williams and Samaj Perrine, I'm excited to see kind of what they can do uh, when it is like fully their show, right? Mm -hmm. Like when they, when they truly get that opportunity to shine, uh, Miles Sanders, I think is going to be kind of an interesting one just because, I mean, he already kind of showed his abilities with the Eagles, but there was always like, as someone who owned Miles Sanders in a couple of leagues, there would always be like those weird weeks, um, where just all of a sudden he's just not part of the game plan. <laughs> yeah. Um, and instead it's, you know, it's, it's Kenneth Gamewell, or it's just, you know, we're going to, you know, we're, we're just going to keep things, uh, you know, we're going to, we're going to keep things in the air or we're going to, you know, we're going to have the, the quarterback run it down. Right. So there's, there would always be those weeks where he just wouldn't show. And of course he would always like defiantly tweet about it. Like, you know, yeah. like it's, you know, whatever, fuck you, fuck your fancy team. Ha ha ha. Yeah. Um, so it'll be interesting to see what he does in that in that environment kind of you know standing on his own without having um a really robust i don't know running back room around him yeah. um like he would have with the eagles like the eagles are still gonna fucking have jesus christ their running back room did not their, their running yeah. back room in my opinion did not downgrade because they lost miles sanders yeah. they recouped quite well this yeah. off season yeah so that's kind of my overall take how about you yeah uh i think i I really like Miles Sanders and I like him to the Panthers too. Um, I wish they would have picked CJ Stroud instead of Bryce Young. Uh, I think he's just a better overall quarterback. He's going to be better. He has a body and he just throws dimes everywhere. Uh, and he's going to be able to do it a lot better in the NFL. Um, I believe as opposed to Bryce Young, something about being six foot tall when you're surrounded by six foot five people with six foot five and six coming at you being able to see a foot, you know, half a foot over you um, with shorter timelines and gaps to throw a ball. But um, I did like David Montgomery before the draft started. I didn't understand what was going on, but I think I'll go with Damian Harris to the bills. Um, the bills end up, they struggled to run the ball between the tackles and they had James cook who could kind of do that a little bit, but kind of, just not really. They they split too many carries with him and Devin Singletary, but mm -hmm. be able to get a, like a little bit of a thumper in there, good pass blocker, also for Josh Allen because they obviously don't block in Buffalo either. So um, I think that'll help um, divvy out some of the things they're doing. So uh, I am interested in a Damian Harris like you know someone down at the goal line who can pound it in. 
uh, is dependable in doing that type of role. He's done it in New England. He understands the cold and all that kind of stuff too. Um, mm-hmm. Weird to be still in the same division. Um, but yeah, I, I've always liked Devonta Foreman too. He's always been like a guy who wanted to put on like dynasty rosters or, you know, deep teams because when he was with the Texans, I thought he was great. And then he tore it up last year, a little bit with the Panthers as well. Um, so seeing him go to the bears and Justin Fields and all that situation seems to be pretty decent as well too. So, mm-hmm. uh, a big thumping running back to, you know, make people like, if you're going to take out Justin Fields on that read option piece, you're going to be missing a guy, uh, in the center of the box. Who's going to be, you know, potentially helping out tackle this bowling ball of a human being. So, mm-hmm. Wide receiver, you got DJ Chart to the Panthers and then to the Bears. Juju to the Patriots, Adam Thielen to the Panthers. He's 32. Robert Woods to the Texans. Jacoby Myers to the Raiders. OBJ to the Ravens. Darius Slayton to the Saints. Alan Lazard to the Jets. And Nicole Hardman to the Jets. Any ticklers here for you, Terrence? Uh, yeah, I'll keep this one short and sweet. I mean, if there's one name I'm going to highlight on this in particular, I think the Jets snagging Lazard after snagging Aaron Rodgers is a pretty shrewd move, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, he was definitely one of Rodgers' go-to guys with the Packers last year, so it makes sense as he's moving to a new team to bring over a weapon that he knows well, right? Yeah. That's kind of established. Um, on a similar note, I also like that they're bringing in Hardman. I kind of, yeah. I, I just in general like the the wide receiver room that the Jets have put together now for Aaron Rodgers. Mm-hmm. Um, he has no shortage of weapons. I'll save my Aaron Rodgers thoughts for when we talk <laughs> about quarterbacks. But um, but in terms of wide receiver weapons, I think they did some really smart moves. Again, pulling yeah. people he knew. Nicole Hardman is is interesting. You've got the the young receivers that are already there. Um, yeah, those those are the ones that piqued my interest. Yeah, uh, uh, I like Darius Slayton to the Saints. Uh, I think mm. Chris Olave can do a lot of the, you know, the outside work or whatever like that. But I've I've had Darius Slayton on my team for a couple of years now in different leagues. Uh, I believe in this one. I had him last year as well, too. Um, but a guy who was just behind other people who worked over the middle of the field. Right. And then going to the mm. Saints, you got Derek Carr sitting there. They don't really have like a, a huge tight end threat to do things over the middle. So I think that he can get a lot of a lot of work in that offense. They have Jamal Williams in the backfield too, to kind of, you know, play action, suck up a defense a little bit because this dude can score um, and get yards as well. But I like Darius Slayton being one of those like Hunter Renfro ish Raider type players from two years ago, that Darren Mm -hmm. Waller type dependable over the middle Uh, health will be an issue, but there doesn't seem to be a lot of people who give a shit about anything in the NFC South. And it being halfway decent, everybody's hype on the mm-hmm. Panthers and what they've done. But um, but I like the Darius Slayton to the Saints thing. And I think I key in on something like that more so because it. I feel like he's just going to be deeper in the draft. So mm-hmm. when you're drafting in fantasy, it's like I'm trying to find the guy who's going to catch 90, 100 and 90 to 100 balls, something like that, you know, eight, 900 yards. But get me catches every single mm-hmm. week, right? I could depend on that guy for eight points and then he scores a touchdown. It's all the gravy in the world that you needed. Right. So, and mm-hmm. if he goes over a hundred, you're getting a bonus. So uh, getting a guy like that, I mean, Darius Lane probably be a post 10th round pick because who's going to want to like 
Chris Olave or bust, right? So yep. um, <clears throat> I think that tight ends. Dalton Schultz from the Cowboys ends up with the Texans. Gesicki to the Patriots, Hayden Hurst to the Panthers, Austin Hooper to the Raiders, Robert Tanyan to the Bears, and O.J. Howard to the Raiders, who also drafted a tight end from Notre Dame. <laughs> Three tight ends. Any of these? Any of those you name specifically? No. Is there yeah. none of the above option? No. I'm not... <laughs> I, I I mean, as far as like my my own fantasy outlook for these, I'm not I'm not eyeing any of these. I don't think. Yeah. Um, mainly because none. I mean, none of them really none of them really grab me just due to a combination of. I mean, you have some people in here that are like the the playmakers that you do have on this list that like were previously like strong tight ends on their last team are are going to teams where I don't think they bring enough to elevate it. Like, mm-hmm. like Dalton Schultz to the Texans. Are the Texans now going to suddenly be competitive with Dalton Schultz? No. Is he a great player? Yes. But that's like so unexciting. You bringing this like really great tight end to be quagmired in a, in a bad offense. Like it's just yeah. not, um, yeah, that's kind of how I feel broadly about all of these. I'm more interested in seeing what like Waller does than mm-hmm. I am in in you know. In, yeah, in Waller to the these. Giants. I left him yes. off. Yeah, that's that that would be one that I'm really mm-hmm. interested in because I think there's a lot of exciting things with going on. What's what what's going on with that quarterback? What's going on with that offense? Like the Giants have have an opportunity to like make a moment, and I think that he is a difference maker that could do that. So if there was any, that would be that would be him. Yeah, I think. But I've been a Waller guy, man. I I regularly draft. This yeah. is again giving it's me giving away all my draft juice to everybody who listens. So <laughs> if you're if you're in Taco Corp and you listen, good for yeah. you. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no Waller's Waller's definitely a dude that's always on my short list, regardless of where he is, because mm-hmm. he's a dude that can produce. And I think that that I think his capital goes up with the Giants. Yeah, from where from where he was with the Raiders. Yeah. So I. I have, it sucks because both of these guys seem like they're just old now and I don't know their actual ages, but Austin Hooper and OJ Howard, both guys that like at one point in time, they've been around or just (laughs) guys that you wanted to have, right? Like OJ Howard's talent, this, that, the other Austin Hooper in Cleveland. You're like, Oh my gosh, like him and Baker doing the thing. And you go to, they both go to an offense, but then they draft, they go to an offense that, with a head coach who was a, the offensive coordinator for the person who threw it to the tight ends all the time, right, mm-hmm. in a Tom Brady. And you get a quarterback in Jimmy G who loves to throw it to the tight end, right? He's not throwing mm-hmm. it 25 yards down the field. He's trying to eat up the middle. So two, two tight yeah. end packages seem interesting there. But then they go and draft one of the better tight ends in the draft, a um, guy who would have been drafted in the first round last year, Michael Meyer out of Notre Dame who could just do it all too. Like he could block and then he can run the routes. He can spread out wide. I mean, the dude's a monster. Um, he was just the number one target at Notre Dame last year. He was that mm-hmm. good. Um, and that's, I don't it part partially due to everybody else was not that great on the Notre Dame offense and they didn't really have great quarterback play. Um, mm-hmm. But the dude was just always putting up numbers and just, Teams would just double and triple team him and be like, take yep. away, take with this guy out of the game. He won't beat us, beat us somewhere else. So yep. I'm intrigued by the Raiders situation, but 
now I don't know who the hell to pick, but I'm sure uh, it'll be one of those things where one of my teams somewhere is going to have both of those assholes or all three of the Raider tight ends and just see how it goes out. So if, if, out. if it's, if, if, if recent history serves and I think it will, and again, this is me probably giving away too much of how, I, how I think about a lot of this stuff. Um, I, I think the Raiders have a tendency to make, uh, some of their positions kind of a mess as somebody who was like quagmired with like Josh Jacobs before they finally took the training wheels off as he was kind <clears> of like, he was the guy, he's not the guy, he's the guy, he's not the guy. Um, and then all of a sudden he finally was right. So like, mm -hmm. I could definitely see this being that scenario, but now in the tight end room where yeah. the, the position will be rich. Right. And you're, you're right where there's, like every reason in the world to believe that the tight end position for the Raiders is going to be very productive. And it's probably going to be split between all three guys and it's going to be fucking worthless for fantasy purposes. Yeah. I could absolutely see that happening. Yeah. Aaron Rodgers no to the Jets. Now no one's going to take him. <laughs> <laughs> Aaron Rodgers finally gets traded to the Jets. They essentially finally. traded some picks and the, like, almost identical right rounds and everything and then added like a second rounder so yep thoughts on aaron Rodgers finally being a jet i i think it took so fucking long i thought i was at a darkness retreat but um, <laughs> but uh i i mean uh, i'll keep my thoughts short and sweet because i've already i think i've already shared my thoughts on aaron Rodgers yeah. on this very on this very podcast um but but my thoughts on this are 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 relatively innocuous i mean he's he still has the ability to be a, a great quarterback i think that um as we as we discussed earlier with wide receivers he has no shortage of weapons around him um I mean, maybe this is a little too aggressive, but I think it's put up or shut up. I think that he's mm -hmm. kind of put himself out there quite a bit. And he, he thinks that he's kind of like hot shit. So now you, you go to a new team who gave up all this stuff, who like is moving heaven and earth to give you the weapons. You need all these things that you said that you weren't getting with the Packers. So if you don't make the fucking playoffs with the jets, hang it yeah. up, bro. Yeah. I don't think I don't think they beat the Bills. I actually don't. I think I think the Bills are still too I I still think the Bills are too too sturdy, but if they don't at least make an AFC wild card spot, I think I think Rodgers is washed and I think he hangs it up. Yeah. How could you not, dude? Oh my god, are you kidding? Like their wide receiver room looks disgusting. Like as a quarterback, he has to be chomping at the bit with the offense that was put together for him. So mm -hmm. like get it get it done now or when are you going to get it done? Yeah. And in next week's episode, we'll cover, so like moving forward, like in the next part, we'll talk about the first three rounds of the NFL draft. But um, I thought about doing an episode sometime last week. I was just swamped, but I was going to talk about, you know, they like the draft is interesting to me from a post the third round, like the later end of the draft, because there's running okay. backs and other position players that I was really into and like mm -hmm. seeing where they go would really dictate who I like. Cause I don't think people are really, really into them, but mm -hmm. I think they're dudes who could step in and like really produce in year one. And especially in dynasty mm -hmm. and have these guys on my roster. But um, yeah, they drafted uh Abanaconda. So Israel Abanaconda out of Pittsburgh and mm -hmm. the dudes of Falcon gangster and they got him in the fifth round so um nice. they have everything in new york and you know aaron Rodgers got a haircut he's looking nice and clean 
you know, he's a, looks a couple so ready years to, younger. Ready to face that New York media. Yeah. <laughs> ready to face the New York media. I think he's good for it too, right? Like, yeah. I don't think a lot of – I think stuff bugs him, but it's not to where it's, like, super hardcore. But they I think, love a spicy personality in New York, dude. He'll, yeah. he'll they're gonna eat him mm. up, and and he'll and he'll eat up the attention. The sure. moment, the moment <laughs> that they're playing the New England Patriots. Oh my God! Yep. At MetLife, and he tells <laughs> Bill Belichick that he owns him, and yep. like the whole fuck, like he wins the whole state of New York, mostly oh, Jersey. He wins Jersey because yep. Jersey's the Jets, right? So, <laughs> right. um, but yeah, I. Don't know. I I'm glad it's done. <laughs> yes. Finally. But they just, they kept adding to it as well too. So that's, yeah. I mean, you got a burner there. You got. Um, uh, it was the Garrett, NFL's worst kept secret for so long. It was just yeah. like, get this fucking thing over with already. You got Garrett Wilson as well as a wide receiver, <laughs> right? Then you yeah. bring in yep. a guy like Lazard who's trusted. Yep. And can help out the rest of the receiver room. Like, yep. yo, this is how Aaron talks and thinks. Hardman's a yep. burner. Um, it's I a believe sexy wide receiver room, man. Yeah, it's, there's a lot to like about his wide receivers. It's really nice. So, and uh, and they got the defense too. So that that's yep. a thing that I think that plays into like the mental psyche of a of a quarterback too. It's yep. like when you know your defense is solid, and you you can trust in that, right? Go take a couple chances yep. for taking chances sake, not because you have to take the chances, but because you can, right. Mm-hmm. There's a difference in like that, that play from a guy who has to take chances to make it win. And yep. a guy who's like, I can take a chance and get away with it because we'll get the ball <laughs> back. Right. Um, sure. So yeah, there's that. Anyways, uh, recapping the first three rounds of the NFL draft. Um, any thoughts for you out of, the first three rounds, Terrence, we're not going to go through all the single picks, but winners, losers, and what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> and I didn't really do a good job of bucketizing it as winners and losers, especially because, and I, I don't, I, I don't think I mentioned it in the context of the pod, but I think it was before we started recording. I'm not a super intense draft follower. The yeah. more that we're having this conversation, the more I wonder, because I, I don't do any dynasty leagues. And I think if I did have a dynasty uh, league, yeah. I would probably be more interested in the draft. Like I'm not, I play regular season long fantasy and I watch regular football. So the draft is like, let me know when it's fucking September. Like, I don't care Um, for for the most part, but I I follow along with some of it on Twitter. I I think my, the two biggest things that I was thinking about specifically as it relates to this were, um, and I, I I mean, I don't know. I feel like this is kind of a, like a, a winner loser combo, but um the whole thing that happened with Will Will Levis is that how yeah. you say his last name? Yeah. I think Levis. Yeah. Um, so on the one hand, like just the way that everything built up leading to to the start of the draft, right? And all of a sudden, he was going to be this like, you know, he was going to be like the king of the draft, a super early pick, and it was all <clears throat> noise that was like created mm-hmm. by the NFL draft like media machine, right? They want to like gi- they want to like gin up these narratives. And it's so funny because there was people all over Twitter who are like, if you asked anybody that watched him play last year, no one would have told you that. Like no yeah. one believes that he's going to go that high in the draft, but it was this thing that was like artificially created. So I, I think it's, I, I mean, I'm glad that he ended up not falling completely out. Like he went at the very beginning of the second round. He found a pretty, I think pretty decent landing spot with the Titans. Mm-hmm. If they can figure out what the fuck they want to do in their quarterback room. Cause 
they seem to be confused over the past couple of seasons. Like there's, there's been a lot of, there's been a lot of quarterback activity um, for the Titans. So as long as all that kind of gels and comes together, I think that that's a, a win for them. I think it's definitely a win for him that he found that good landing spot. And I guess a loss for the media's attempt to spin that narrative, right? Cause they, they kind of like set him up to fail. And the fact that he didn't, I think is, is kind of a good news story. Yeah. Um, the only other big picture thought I have is, um, and Matt's going to be really, really excited about this, but, and this isn't even just my opinion of their draft. It's my opinion of their whole off season so far. The Eagles are going to fuck next year, dude. Like yeah. whew, they are, they are going to be <clears throat> a hard team to beat in the NFC. I love, I love every move they made in the draft. Mm-hmm. I love every free agent move they've made this off season. There's not a single thing that that front office has done that I've looked at with any kind of side eye. The only thing that they did was take a Super Bowl contender and make it more threatening on the front of the ball and the back of the ball, which is yeah. pretty impressive. Like I read a, a tweet earlier today that was <laughs> that was basically saying that the Eagles front office basically put together uh, what was it, Alabama's offense and Georgia's defense. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, fuck. <laughs> Good luck, everybody. Um, so lots of love for the birds, because like holy shit, I, I think they're they're early offseason winners as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. I think uh couple winners that I like out of the first three rounds. Obviously, the Eagles, I think that's an easy one. You get Jalen Carter, you know, and you just keep I don't know. Like you said, it's just like, ah, who's the next guy on the draft board from Georgia? Who's the next yep. guy from Bama? Right. And it's like, kind of makes sense. Like they, one, they know how to play together. They play tough nose defense, like no other. Um, and you're going to go to Philly. Right. Mm-hmm. So um, Jalen Carter, Nolan Smith, that's a big win. Um, but I think that one's easy. The thing, the one, it's good for the future of the team, but it kind of depends. So, and it pains me because it's the Seattle Seahawks. So the Seattle Seahawks go and get the number one corner after they had the number one two-ish corner last year also, right? So they hit in the draft. Dude's playing just as good as Sauce Gardner. And then they go out and say, you know what? We're going to take care of the other side. So, Their corners are locked down corners. They're going to be freaking fantastic, bringing back a little bit of the no-fly zone type of thing or whatever like that. And then they get Jackson Smith and Jigba, you know, probably the best wide receiver out of this entire class as well to go alongside DK Metcalf. The issue is that they have Geno Smith as a quarterback, and people look at Geno Smith last year like, oh, Geno, this, 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 and it's like, He's Geno Smith. This is mm-hmm. a flash in the panty one year type of thing. Yep. And when it came down to it, they didn't even do anything. You know, I <laughs> smoked. Like you're trying to, you know, and so unless they make another move to get a quarterback in that room quick, you know, and and something out of next year where there's a big quarterback class to move up and grab one of those guys, like is DK Metcalf still going to be there? By the time Geno's contract is done, is Jack and Jackson Smith and Jigba going to be like, I got to bring up, I had to work with this dude, and now I got to bring up a rookie quarterback. Like, get the fuck out of here. I'm going to go somewhere else and compete like San Francisco. Um, and then they sure up some outside linebacker help there. And to cap off the back end of the 
I think it was the back end of the second round. Mm. Right, yeah. They end up with uh Zach Charbonnet, right, mm-hmm. from UCLA, who's a pretty damn good, decent running back. So, you know, losing Rashad Penny, hey, that guy can't stay healthy. They have some other pieces there that they've had, right? I mean, they just had uh fucking Walker and so he's a dog. So it's like, why are you bringing in this guy? But, you know, hey, everybody's got two backs going and you got two backs. It's probably better than one. So, um, you know, sure, some of that stuff up. Maybe you take some Kenneth Walker stock and build him up, trade him away, get ahead of, in the draft or whatever mm-hmm. you try to do. Right. So um, I think a lot of people are shooting on Tennessee. I don't. They're only doing it because they took Will Levis. Um, that's the only reason people are doing that. Right. But that kind of makes me want to have Will Levis and dynasty, um, mm-hmm. you know, good organization, good coaching around it, focused on the running game. He's this problem is that it's not his talent and his ability and what he can do, but it is that he literally was just getting smacked every single play and he mm-hmm. doesn't know how to get rid of the ball, protect his body and stuff like that. So maybe being in the NFL around some guys like, Hey man, don't you know live live to play another down or whatever like that so mm-hmm. like if you google right will levis finger and then you look at those pictures and it's like it, it, <laughs> like you can hear his finger saying hey you guys right it's that <laughs> ugly but the dude just plays but he but he does play hurt and he, he'll play through it and he grinds it out he's a ball he's a baller i think he could be fairly decent quarterback i think he's way better than anthony richardson who um for some reason, the Colts ended up taking um, number four overall. So, um, but yeah, there's that. Losers, I don't know. The Niners pick a fucking kicker in the third round. Like, yeah, he's the best kicker, <laughs> but the son of a bitch is from fucking Michigan. So, I don't like the guy already. But I mean, he could kick. Robbie Gold wants to go live closer to home, where he's from, yeah. and stuff like that. So they don't really have a kicker. They needed one, but I think New England took one early too. But I mean, come on. like the Niners just are like, hey, we don't really have a gap to fill. Let's get our kicker and we'll figure it out the rest of the way. I wish the Niners would have traded some of those picks. Um, seeing yeah, you feel like they could have. There's you feel like they could have done something either strategic with the picks or, um, I don't know. Like I get that you're trying to fill gaps, but also like, yeah, pick t- take the best off the board then, if nothing else. Like if you're <laughs> yeah. not going to trade the picks. Don't burn it on a kicker. If you're insistent yeah. on taking it, at least just take off the board. And if it if it's you know somewhere where you already have good coverage, you took the best off the board. Trade that player later, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. They. I think they should have. If I, I wish the Niners would have traded into next year's draft a lot. Yeah. Um, Niners are going to come up on contracts. The dudes are going to need to start you know drafting people and seeing what people yep. got or whatever like that. So, and then who knows what happens with. Rock Purdy this coming up year, right? And then if the Niners mm-hmm. have to stick to fucking Sam Darnold, Jesus Christ, get me out of here. So um, <laughs> there's that. And the what the fuck are you doing is, uh, for me, my what the fuck are you doing is the Baltimore Ravens. This isn't an, an abysmal franchise that's heading down the road of the Washington Commanders in my eyes. Um, you have your fallout stuff with Lamar Jackson, then Jalen Hurts mm-hmm. gets his contract, then you give Lamar Jackson a contract after you sign OBJ, who who knows what the hell this is going to do? Um, yeah. Apparently, rumor mill. Lamar Jackson was like, "Get me both him and D Hop." 
or whatever like that. And we could talk. And they said, hey, we can only afford one. They got OBJ. But then, you know, to to say, hey, Lamar, we're trying to get you some help, right? We're trying to get you some help. First round, number 23 overall pick. Ranked number two at the position because the dude's blazing fast. Mm-hmm. Five foot nine, hundred and eighty-two pound out of Boston College, say flowers. <laughs> you can do a lot of things and get away with a lot of things in college. Mm-hmm. In the NFL, there ain't that many five foot nine wide receivers out there who are taking yep. press coverage off of a corner or a nickel back or something like that. He, that dude. This, you know, a lot of stuff. He's not afraid to go over the middle. He can make catches and then, you know, after the catch and all the, you know, ability, all this kind of stuff. He's super blazing fast. Like, not to say Tyreek Hill fast, but that's what people think of when, hey, look, this guy can do with the ball in his hands or whatever like that. Yep. Yeah. Let that dude go to Cincinnati, Pittsburgh, you know, in a cold weather and run a drag. And just get fucking cracked over the middle by a linebacker who's just waiting for that dude and say, welcome to the NFL. And then he doesn't go over the middle anymore. <laughs> like, yeah. congratulations, Baltimore. You got your you got your guy, a five foot nine wide receiver. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Anyways. It's a choice. <laughs> yeah. That's that. All right. So <clears throat> in honor of us being huge in Australia, Terrence, um, we got to talk. The biggest. The Aust- and we're a fantasy football podcast. Uh-huh. Around our league, we're gonna talk over the coming month or so, whatever it is, however long that we don't want to stop, that we want to stop talking about it. I mean, we might blow up and we might be the biggest thing. We're gonna turn into an this, Australian football league, fantasy football. Podcast. It could be. It, it could, could be. We 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 may write off the NFL in its entirety by the end of this. Uh, I don't know who else run. is doing it. I mean, it seems like seems like an avenue that we can get into. And Corner of the market. Here, boom here, yeah. you know, in the highest GDP in the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, America, but we're gonna give some love to our friends in Australia since now we're big in Australia, bigger than 58 West King. Big is in Poland. I mean, huge, big. huge, big. The, the the biggest you've ever seen. Yeah. Big uh, continent. We're 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 big. We're big on the, the big continent. Big continent. Also an island. Yep. Also an island. You can't swim in half the waters. I learned because they got these crazy things that look like jellyfish, but they're so tiny mm-hmm. and thin that they'll fuck you up. But the water's mm-hmm. like the best water in the world, right there, and you can't mm-hmm. go swim in it. Crazy, all kinds of stuff that can kill you there that aren't also, human. We could do an entire draft of the animals that could kill you from Australia <laughs> next week. All the animals in Australia that could kill you. The top five animals in Australia that can kill you. Uh, yeah, but, uh, from the Australian audience, uh, we were asked to talk a little bit about Aussie football. So Australian rules football or the Australian football league is the Mm -hmm. premier, really the true professional league. That's there. 18 teams in it. Um, us Americans are going to rank our top five Australian football league teams based solely on the names, logos, and colors that they use. So no context of the teams, how good they are, anything like that. You know? Yeah. To be, to, to be clear, we know no, I knew nothing about Australian football league until Nate said, we're going to talk about the Australian football league on this podcast. And I said, yeah. sounds good. Which was about 24 hours ago. Yeah. So for the My listeners knowledge- from the time of recording. 
does not extend beyond that. The only thing I do know about it is I have the names and the logos and things in front of me. And also <laughs> they're a football league in Australia that I do know. How'd you find that out? <laughs> I'm fucking smart. <laughs> I went to college. <laughs> it did. That's what, that's what my bachelor's degree got me. The ability to know that the Australian football league in fucking Australia. I did watch some because when I was look, doing some research this morning, it was live yep. or whatever. Like oh, that. Okay. So yeah, yeah, I was yeah. watching yep. some of it. I don't understand the point system. I found out that they have fantasy football. Um, to me, it looks like rugby, but it has other rules too. I don't okay. understand any of the scoring. Um, so, some of these so that, games end like a hundred something to 30, right? Oh, wow. Yeah. So that was, that was going to be what I was going to ask is cause again, I haven't, I haven't seen any clips. I didn't pull up any photos. So I was not even clear if it was like American football, if it was like yeah. international football, AKA soccer, is it like yeah. rugby? Like I didn't really have any, even that context. So it looks like what we in America would call rugby, okay. but also I think a rugby field looks different because okay. this field looked like the shape of the ball. Okay. And it's so really it's its own animal. Yeah, it's okay. really action packed. There's tons of people on the field, and it's just nonstop. And okay. then when I was watching it, I tuned in, and it was like the fourth quarter, mm-hmm. I believe. And there was like twenty something minutes left, I believe. And I was like, "Holy crap, this is okay. long!" So they got to be playing forever. But okay. they do like every week as well. So I think it's like eighteen it. weeks or something. So might need to give it a spin. Yeah, especially you know weekend mornings in the U.S. where I mean, you're not an early riser, but yeah, give you something not to us- do in the morning. Not usually on the weekends. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You like the turn, Terrence. So I'll give you that. We had right. we had projected Tony to be here, so it would have been pretty good because there's only 18 teams. Five we could have given all but three some love, but yeah. you know, Tony, Tony was unable yep. to uh sorry, Australia. Don't us. listen to the 58 West King podcast because they're horrible and they were not here to represent <laughs> your fine league. So I'll let you go for or I'll go first and I'll let you take the turn. All right. All right. Sounds so good. my number one, my number one team that I would root for looking at these things right here is the red, white, and blue Western Bulldogs. I mean, it just mm. screams America right there. Right. And it's Western mm-hmm. people in America, like Bulldogs, one of my favorite wrestlers of all time, shout out to the monarchy, the British Bulldog. Um, from back in the day, but you know, Western Bulldogs, this seems really American. It's got a cool little shield thing. Mm-hmm. Just says Western Bulldogs a little bit bigger, has the bulldog coming out of it. Mm-hmm. Um, big fan of the Western Bulldogs might be mm-hmm. my team. Looks like they're not even going to the finals because right now they're ranked ninth, <laughs> but they're, they got a green arrow going up. So that means they're trending, I believe. So it might be on the upswing. Yeah. It says top eight, go to the finals. So they yeah. could be there on the, on the cusp. They're on yeah. the cusp. Yep. So I got the Western Bulldogs. All right. You got two. Uh, with the turn, I got two. So I will. I, I guess I will continue my my love for birds that I've already demonstrated so far on this <laughs> podcast. Uh, and I'm going to take the West Coast Eagles, and I'm going to take them for a couple Damn of reasons. It. Damn uh, it. One. <laughs> so, so one. Uh, I love their. I love their logo. Like it's a dope looking eagle. Uh, two. It's West Coast. I got mm-hmm. a lot of love for West Coast. I'm here in California, so obviously lots of love for that. Uh, the color combination is very much the Golden State warriors so definitely getting very kind of 
championshipy vibes, despite the fact that they are currently, it appears, 18 out of 18. Mm-hmm. But they're they're looking badass while they while they lose. So yeah. we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna say we fuck with the West Coast Eagles. Um, so that's gonna be my first one. Uh, my second one is gonna be the North Melbourne. That's how you say it. North Melbourne. How do you how the fuck do you say that? Melbourne. Aussies, Melbourne. Mel, Mel, Melbourne. 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 Is that is that real? North, North Melbourne. Melbourne. Yeah. Melbourne. Can, can, Melbourne. Kangaroos. Yeah. <laughs> are the they kangaroos. the kangaroos? Are they really North, the kangaroos? They are the kangaroos. Okay. I did I did confirm that, and I like <laughs> this team for a couple of reasons. One, they got a badass kangaroo on their on their like logo at the top of their shield, right? Yeah. I mean, that's that is pretty legit. I love that. Um, I also really love the color. The color of all of the, uh, you know, out of all of the eighteen teams, I think that color reminds me the most of Dodger blue, which is my ultimate sports team. Yeah. Um, so give give me the give me the kangaroos all day in North Melbourne. I promise by the end of this, I'm I might get it right. Melbourne, <laughs> Melbourne, Melbourne. I I think that's how they're saying North it. Melbourne. Yeah. I feel like it's like been been. We like had Melbourne. this whole talk because we had like yo do your American accent right, which is fucking mm-hmm. fantastic. And then North us trying Melbourne. to do Australian accents, yep. terrible. Yep. Like half of us sound British, mm-hmm. but um, definitely understand what's going on there. But mm-hmm. um. Aussies, let us know if we're saying it right. Definitely, like get get, get in the comments. Let us know, like uh, you know, make make a TikTok correcting us. We'll uh, we'll we'll address it. We'll address it on a future episode. I wanted to pick both of those. One West Coast because I'm from California too. That was like going to be my number two one, and then um, and then the North Melbourne. Melbourne I know. One. I knew. Um, I you'd go for those. That's why I took because them one and it two. has the like traditional imperialistic high school sports team <laughs> colors in America, yeah, like yeah. blue and white, like IMG Academy, where mm-hmm. it's like every pro athlete's kid goes there, right? Anybody that wears just white and blue is like, oh, that's a prep school. And, mm-hmm. you know, they are they think they're better than everybody probably because mm-hmm. they are better than us. You know, that's mm-hmm. like a wealthy place to be. Um, yeah. They're apparently not spending money on the roster because they're sitting at 15th on the ladder right now. But um, – <laughs> um but they got a cool looking logo while they do it they do it's pretty dope like <laughs> nobody else I, has something like that and it simplifies like australia to us right so yep i knew you'd go for those two that's why i knew i had to get them off i knew i had to get them off the board quick uh okay i'm going to go i'm a we're gonna butcher all these names um but i'm gonna go with the Fremantle dockers I don't know why it sounds cool. Dockers, it has probably something to do with the Navy, naval history of the Australians or it's like something an anchor like in their logo. Yeah, there's yeah, an yeah. anchor in the logo. Mm-hmm. Um, colors are pretty meh or whatever like that, but who doesn't like a pair of Dockers? You know, you got to go to a funeral. You go over to Coles or JCPenney, get yep, you a pair of yep. Dockers because you didn't yep. got all black to wear or whatever like that. So I'll take the Fremantle Dockers. Very nice and- slacks. Very nice slacks. And another one here uh, that I'm going to pick, and this has to do with me playing Madden right now, mm-hmm. is I'm mm-hmm. going to pick, and I believe they're the Tigers, but the Richmond Tigers. Sitting 16th in the grid right now, terrible team, 1-4-1, and one, getting outscored, 504 <laughs> to 445 after six matches, whatever like that. But they got the mm-hmm. black and yellow, and – that's just an intimidating type of color, right? You think mm, the Pittsburgh mm-hmm. Steelers, you're gonna go play the Iowa Hawkeyes. You hey, you only gotta you only gotta score nine points to beat Iowa. 
but it's going to mm -hmm. be a hard nine points because they're going to punch you in the mouth. You know, maybe that has to do with their score. They're only getting outscored over six matches. What's 50, almost 60, 50 points. Mm -hmm. So yeah, they're losing by less than 10. They're a tough, gritty team, I believe. And they got a tiger yeah. who doesn't like tigers. Everybody watched tiger King. Um, tigers are menacing. Richmond's a city in the United States as well, too. Probably based off the fact that they have a Richmond city, which probably comes from somewhere back in the great Britain area or whatever like mm -hmm. that, but I'll take mm -hmm. the Richmond tigers as my third. All right. You got two. I've got two. Um, let's see. So uh, for my third, for my third pick, um, and a lot of this is going from the logos doing a lot of work here. I don't have any particular affection for the color scheme. It very much gives me USC vibes, which is, <laughs> Um, so I'm not about that life. So the color scheme is a, a huge drawback for me, but the logo and the name I, I'm, I'm all about. So I'm, I'm taking the Brisbane lions mm -hmm. as my, as my number three. And I know I fucking said that right. Uh, <laughs> Brisbane lions I'm taking as my number three and they're in third place. So that feels very serendipitous. Yeah. That feels very appropriate that I should, uh, that I should take them in that spot. Um, and then for my fourth, um, so this one, I don't, I, I think they have a very kind of cool, like sort of in, in baseball, it'd be a very kind of classic color scheme um, that's sort of like the Navy and red. Uh, I think their, their shield is fine. It's also kind of like baseball reminiscent because they do have the interlocking letters, but the main reason I'm taking them is because of their name. And that's the Melbourne demons. Oh, I, mean, I think you said it, it right. Give me them demons. Uh, and I think I did say that one right too. The Melbourne demons who are number one right now in the league. Mm -hmm. um, again, I, they're, they're, I think their color scheme is fine. I think their logo is fine. Again, some kind of classic baseball appeal, which we're both big baseball guys. So that appeals to me. But the demons, I mean, yeah. we, we talked about horror movies in the beginning. I'm a demon guy. So give me the, give me the demons. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. They got like that Navy bluish, right. Mm -hmm. With the, that deep red. Um, the only thing that would make them better is if they were the devils instead of the demons. Cause like the Tasmanian devil, cause yeah. Tasmania is in the area of Australia. It's not Australia. I don't think, but it is in the area of Australia. Yeah. You know, before we did all this, I had to Google like where the wild thornberries were from, because that was going to be one of my recommendations <laughs> earlier in the Nickelodeon yeah. thing, but they're British people who just travel the world. Mm -hmm. But it, uh, I don't know why as a kid and American arrogance, I felt like they were always in Australia um but well it's maybe. probably a combination of american arrogance and british imperialism so yeah. i'm guessing yeah <laughs> some, some some combination of those two things led to believe that i'm sure yeah 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 uh <laughs> the australians but, are gonna love this segment so much we're you know here the, we're making fun of the british we're, we're yeah. doing our best to get these names right just <laughs> Please shit on us as human beings for tearing up your entire football league. Uh, it will be greatly appreciated. I promise you. Um, it'll give us stuff to talk about. Um, you know. Uh, if we can't have a friendship, we can have a kick-ass rivalry. Yeah. Just shit on us as human beings. Hate us. I don't, I don't care. We'll still be friends. I'll still buy you beer. Um, all right. So... This is hard because some of these ones I thought might get picked and they didn't. So you have some on your list that I wasn't going to pick. So like the last two, I wasn't going to end up picking. Mm -hmm. um, so it's left me 
in a conundrum because I have five more listed oh, here wow. and I have them in order. Look, every American loves a good fighter jet. And there's this Essendon and it, I don't know That's the probably team, right? I don't know the, they're probably the jets. I the bombers. The, the bombers. bombers. Oh, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> there ain't nothing better than a good old bomber. I mean, this is, we own the skies, right? Like, Hey, when you go fight a war, the first thing you do is you take care and you own the airspace. So none of your guys on the ground have to look up because they know it's yours, right? Mm -hmm. That's one of the great things about um, what we do for a living uh, on this side of the camera. But mm -hmm. um, yeah, love a good bomber. So I'm going to pick that. The colors, it looks like it's a little bit of black, red, some gray. It's got a, mm -hmm. it's, it's got a dope-ass bomber. It's like a... Mm -hmm. It's it's almost like a uh, like a like a U two looking aircraft, which doesn't mm -hmm. do that kind of stuff. But it, it almost looks like it could be a patch that would be like on an Air Force jumpsuit or something. Yeah, like yeah. Uh, like, a, like, a, like, like a pilot would wear. I'm gonna get one of those. I'm gonna see if my buddy Tom has one because maybe he's one of those. No, because he's like a Mel <laughs> a Melbourne fan. Melbourne, but um, he's got to be because I think that's where he's from. So if I recall correctly, um. And then, um, but yeah, no, it's got a bomber in it. Look, they're they're slumping right now. It looks like because the the red arrow's going down. They're mm -hmm. sitting in seventh, a hey, trending trending down or whatever like that. But I'll take that. The bombers, that's dope. I should have picked them first. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, the next one, look, I love chicken. I eat a lot of chicken. It's primarily the the meat that I do eat or whatever like that, mm -hmm. right? And uh, there's a team. Currently not trending. Well, got an arrow going down, sitting mm -hmm. in second place on the ladder, and that is the Saint killed uh, something. I don't know. Their logo is like a crest. It's got a cross in it. Nate goes. Yeah, the FC Nate, is probably the football club. <laughs> Nate spends some time, you know, reading the good book and uh. and getting involved there. But on the logo at the top, it says ST for Saint. And then it says KFC, big chicken guy. I love the Colonel. <laughs> Created his business when he was like 70 something, 80 years old. Yep. Yep. I wish they'd bring back those. Um, they went to some regular old French fries that are really shitty. And I mm -hmm. wish they would go back to the potato wedges. Mm -hmm. um, but a solid biscuit, you get a little bit of extra crispy, tons of grease with it. Mm -hmm. um, there's never a line when you go to KFC. So you can get your stuff, get in, get out. Don't like that they have Pepsi products, but maybe in Australia it's different. Um, but I'll take the I doubt it. Yeah, I'll take the St. KFCs um because Colonel Sanders <laughs> said I don't I forget what Ricky Bobby said. I think it was Ricky Bobby said um about Colonel Sanders when they're sitting at the table. Um mm -hmm. I'm too drunk to taste this kitchen, something like that, right? So Pretty sure that's how it goes. You guys can correct me in the comments below. Do they have KFC in Australia? I don't know. I don't know. Might be it. Might be a reference that's lost on them. Kentucky Fried Chicken. If yeah. uh, if they don't have KFC down, they're owned by Yum Brands, which is why they, they have Pepsi products. <laughs> I don't. So one thing I learned is like fast food is not like a big thing there. Like they have like four mm -hmm. or something yep. like that. Like it's kind of scattered, but like actually eating decent food that's mm -hmm. like fresh and all that kind of stuff because they have a lot of agriculture and stuff there's a big mm -hmm. thing um pretty much everywhere except here right um 
well even gross. like the fast food they do have is going to be different like yeah. uh, like guaranteed they have mcdonald's but mcdonald's has a different menu in every country yeah so um, even if they do have kfc know. it may be totally different right except for the herbs and spices those always stay the same yeah 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 shout out to the colonel yeah shout out to the colonel I like here in Colorado, we have KFC right down the road from us, and uh, it's mixed with the A and W. So they'll oh, get me a root beer float. There you go. And I'll go through the KFC drive through Kids can get some chicken. I'll go get a burger. Right. So you remember uh, when they used to have KFC Taco Bell Pizza Hut combination oh, restaurants? Oh, yeah, dude. Jesus yeah. Christ. That's too much going on. That's a lot. There is. Oh. It says. KFC, but there's a KFC in Australia. But it's like, <laughs> I don't know if they're actually, it looks like it. Yeah. Elizabeth Street. Oh, yeah. They know about the Colonel. They got the their freaking Google ad. <laughs> I click on it. It's like KFC yeah. Elizabeth Street, Melbourne. Hmm. Melbourne. And it showed a video instead of just oh. a picture of the place. It showed like a, oh. like a wrap. Like a, okay. a tortilla type thing with the lettuce and stuff, and it was like yeah, yeah, yeah. moving like this. There's like a wrap. Okay, we don't get that. We don't have we that don't. here in America. We don't. That's upgrade. I'm gonna go eat there if I go to Australia. Hey, I saw you guys on Google with a video. Like that was pretty. I'm. I've just never seen a video, and it tripped me out. But that you have cool, one more, actually. Terrence. Your final pick. Uh, I do. Um. So, uh, oh my God, what am I going to go with last? Uh, spoiler alert, I didn't really pull a full list together. I'm kind of uh, flying yeah. by the seat of my pants a little bit. I looked through this, but I didn't have like a standing list. Figured I would kind of pivot as we went along. Um, I'm going to pick this one solely based on the uh, solely based on the logo. I think it's a cool uh, cool combination of colors. It, it's a, a little comic booky. Mm-hmm. which is definitely something that speaks to me. Um, but I like the color scheme. I like the design. I like the look of it. Um, I started with a bird, so I'm going to end with a bird. So give me the Adelaide Crows, who are currently just barely clinging to uh, eighth yeah. place. They're uh, they're trending down, it looks like. Those bulldogs that you took may end up uh, taking their spot oh, potentially. Oh, oh, but, uh, oh, oh, oh. But yeah, give me the uh, give me the crows. Their their crow is also kind of Dodger bluish. So I like the color scheme. Yeah. The the, the uh, I like the color scheme. I like the comic booky design. The name is you know we'll we'll, uh, we'll just forget about that. They're probably slumping because their logo kind of looks like the Baltimore Ravens a little bit mm. and that type of yeah. bird, right? So yeah. uh, birds of a feather flock together. Well, also, crows are not <clears throat> crows are not especially intimidating birds. They're they for, uh, are usually massive. I'm gonna call them packs because when yeah, they kind of like swarm. Yeah, there's a Stephen King choice. movie. There's a Stephen King movie that was like around it's called the birds, right? Mm-hmm. The birds, it was like the birds from, is yeah, Hitchcock, yeah, yeah, or Hitchcock, right? So, Hitchcock, mm-hmm. the birds is from like the Marin County area, yep, up mm-hmm. north, or whatever. Yep. Uh, we went on a field trip one time in high school. Um, secondary school for our Australian folk. Um, <laughs> you're welcome. And they, uh, we go to the, we went to one of the beaches there, which is like freezing cold. Cause it's in the Bay area. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, but there was like telephone poles along the road and mm-hmm. for miles, it was just crows Birds, along the yeah. telephone poles. So fucking scary. Like, yeah, yeah I just stay on the bus, yo, like <laughs> they ain't doing all this. You're but, like, and hey, no thanks. Yep. Um, Cool. Before we recap this, um, 
we're just going to let it be known that the worst team, the team that deserves to be last mm. in the entire ladder, no yep. matter how many games or points they score, is this garbage. Um, GWS Giants. You can't mm-hmm. have a Giants logo, and it's just completely orange. Disgusting. Mm-hmm. You need a rebranding. If you need some help, reach out to us. We can help you guys out. I'm going to assume that, again, with no knowledge of it, that GWS stands for garbage whack shit. So that's just my <laughs> – uh, that's just what I'm going to go with. Um, so just bad. Based, just based on the name yeah. and the logo. The Sydney Swans could use some help here too. It just looks like they put really <laughs> Oh, it definitely red. doesn't it, – it definitely doesn't stand for that. It stands for Greater Western Sydney. <laughs> Greater Western Sydney. <laughs> Is what GWS yeah. stands for. I'm really glad that I had uh, – I had several websites up to yeah. help me educate myself. I swear I'm learning about this stuff, guys. So like, don't hate on us too hard. Yeah, we're it's uh, good. We're we're interested in learning more about this. We're not we're not mocking your culture. I, we're interested in learning about it. It's probably has to do with the colors, but I I'm kind of surprised that neither one of us picked the Hawthorne Hawks. Just being an emo fan and liking mm, mm-hmm. liking you know thinking I'm a cutter or something like that, but. Um, <laughs> all right so we'll recap yeah, the colors it. were not yeah the colors were not my vibe yeah 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 uh let's recap it terrence you got the west coast eagles the north melbourne kangaroos the Bis- mm-hmm. brisbane brisbane brisbane, brisbane lions mm-hmm. the melbourne mm-hmm. demons mm-hmm. and the adelaide, adelaide crows, crows while i have the western bulldogs what's sorry i got the uh, Fremantle. Oh, the Dockers, the mm-hmm. Richmond Tigers, I believe. Yep. The Essendon Bombers, just bombs. <laughs> they, I, they gotta have like really strong armed people, that or like people who can kick the shit out of the ball. Um, you have to, right? It's like mm-hmm. being the New York Yankees of the you Australian must. Football League. That's why they're on my team. And the Saint killed uh, Saints, chicken folk. So the Saint Kilda Saints is the Saint is the actual Kilda team. Saints. Mm-hmm. That's probably why they have the cross in the middle of mm-hmm. it. Fuck yeah, dude! I'm very I'm, very devout. Very devout. I'm, I might go get me a citizenship. I feel like I'm one with it already. <laughs> so I don't know. But uh, I had an honorable mention. I believe it's the Geelong Geelong Cats. They look pretty clean. Mm-hmm. And the Port Adelaide. Uh, I don't know what their mascot was or whatever like that, but it looked cool with all the letters crisscrossed and stuff like that. I think it was black and white as yep. well. So, and their then team Carl- is Port Adelaide Power. Oh, that's pretty cool. I like power. Uh, mm-hmm. That's what's making this go energy. So they probably bring the energy. <laughs> that's why they're like near the top of the standings as well. Yeah. And I had Carlton sitting there as well because um, Carlton Blues. The Carlton Blues. Because I couldn't tell which letters were which because they're all so congested and they have mm-hmm. CFC in it and they're all different sizes. So it doesn't like read left or right. It reads like in, back, out or something. I don't know. It's mm-hmm. confusing. But anyways, let us know how we did. Who's your team? Um, and also just a note for mm-hmm. the, the folks that manage the AFL website. Like I shouldn't have to have a second website open to know what their full team name is. So, like, help, <laughs> yeah. help, help us out guys. Like Dude. it's not, it's, it's usually just one more word in the case of most of these teams. So like <laughs> half of them have it, half of them don't. Yeah. Help, yeah. help us out guys. We, we want to learn about it, but yeah. like, it's, you know, 
Yeah. You know, you know, you know, Look, web editors, please. We don't, we don't like friction here in America. That's why we drive on bold tires. Handed um, to me. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. All right. <laughs> uh, rants and raves last time we brought back rants into it. Um, I think I black, I feel like I black out every episode and I definitely felt like I blacked out during that time and I lost track of what I was talking about and then tried to pull it in. It's very dark. Um, Terrence, you got a rant or rave. Uh, yeah, and I feel like every time I come on here, I always end up raving about movies and TV shows. So I'm gonna not talk about that this time. I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about my my other love, which is um, I'm gonna rave about the Dodgers. Um, and I think that they got a lot of shit in the off season for like the moves they didn't make. Right? They were kind of like they were somewhat low key. There were some you know questions about like positional gaps. They let some fan favorites go, like Justin Turner. Um, like there, there was obviously a lot of stuff to make, uh, you know, everyone kind of cool on the front office, uh, during the off season. Um, and they're, they're carrying themselves well, like, uh, you know, Mookie Betts is, is really starting to get off to a good start. Will Smith just came back the, literally the biggest problem that the Dodgers have had thus far is like half the starting lineup decided to get their wives pregnant during the all-star break last year. And so they were all going on like back-to-back paternity leave, which is like the funniest thing I've ever seen. Um, (laughs) I've never seen anything like that where it's like so Mm -hmm. well-timed. Congrats on the sex. Yes. Yes. Congrats on the sex. Um, but yeah, nice to see like Mookie's having a solid start. Freddie Freeman, Will Smith, uh, you know, Muncie is, is getting, you know, his game under him, uh, James Outman, Jesus Christ. Like, I'm so excited for that dude. Like, like he's finally here and he's, he, he is here and he has arrived. Mm -hmm. Um, so love to see that Kershaw is off to another banger start to his season, you know, despite him again, kind of getting up there as well. So like, I think the thing that I'm the most excited about is that the Dodgers are holding their own this year and they've put together a team that can be kind of scrappy and competitive without quite as much flash as they've had in years past. And I think the biggest thing that works in their favor here and the reason why this is a rave is they've somehow managed to do all of that while deflecting all of the normal spotlight that's always on LA, right? Nothing short of a World Series championship is all that's mm-hmm. enough for LA. You know who has all that pressure in the NL West this year? The Padres. Yep. Um, and I think that there couldn't possibly be anything better, right? The Dodgers have had that monkey <clears throat> on their back now for a decade plus. Let them just play their game, right? They're going to play it well. Are they probably going to win the NL West? No, the Padres are probably going to win the NL West, you know, barring some some unexpected change, although the Dodgers are definitely um, keeping themselves in the conversation. But I almost think it would be better for them to make it in through a wild card spot and kind of scrap their way up. Like, it feels like that's the way this team is built. Um, I just love the idea that they're put, they've put together a surprising winning team, and they've also managed to uh shirk all of those big expectations onto little brother uh to the south so yeah good luck san diego <laughs> it'll be interesting to see how that goes once otani's a dodger so yeah <laughs> then the pressure's on <laughs> but oh yeah i don't think there'll be many seasons where the dodgers are not the prohibitive favorites but this is definitely one of them and i'm kind of i feel like their best years of recent memory have been the ones where they weren't really expected to be as good as they ended up being. Those have been mm-hmm. my favorite teams over the past decade have been the ones where they, where, where they, I mean, they've, they've been expected to win the NL West for some time, but like the fact that we saw some of like 
the the best like like I mean we're talking like all time great MLB teams have come out of this Dodgers organization in the past ten years, mm-hmm. um, and there've been some really cool surprises in that. So um, yeah, that's 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 my rave on the Dodgers. I'm hyped. Yeah, um, I'm not gonna rave. I'm gonna rant. Um, Bring it on. It's gonna be a rave about me though. I tell you that much. So <laughs> uh, for those who are not aware and are not involved in it. There's probably what seven of us, eight of us that are in a Madden online franchise league that continues year to year. It's like a dynasty thing. So, uh, you know, I joined, we, we played on the old Xbox one before, and then everybody, we got enough people with next gen consoles. And I was like, yeah, fuck this, get a next gen console, throw it in there. Let's play on this. Right. Like yeah, the game yeah. has been out for a few months. So we moved to next gen. Uh, so we got to start all over. So what we end up doing is we import like, you know, the top 100 from the next year's draft classes all the way going until whenever, right? Like Arch Manning's in the league already because we're years down the line, mm-hmm. all this kind of stuff. Um, in the first go of it in next gen, I decided to be the Chicago Bears. One, you got a young quarterback. I like to run college-style offenses and mm-hmm. stuff like that, fast pace, move, move, move you know, or whatever like that. Be con- it, My players are always super fatigued because uh, you don't just play like that in the NFL. But I like that aspect of it. So they had Justin Fields, and I knew if he got hit, he'd probably hold on to the ball. And that's one of the problems in Madden when your quarterback gets hit, they fumble a lot. So that was the take. But they were also the second worst roster in the entire thing. And I was like, <laughs> that's my fun of, like, doing it, right, is building mm-hmm. a roster. I get more enjoy that enjoyment out of that than, you know, beating everybody's ass. But – and what ended up happening was I I got the team up, won a Super Bowl, did my thing or whatever like that. Lost to Tony, bad bad timing or whatever like that too. I think I don't know when it was. However many years we're in, I feel like I won one before. Maybe that was in the last game. But um, anyways, our last season, I'm sitting there. I'm the Chicago Bears. I built this team. It's dominant. I'm running the ball. I decided I was going to try to win a Super Bowl throwing for less than a thousand yards in a season. And I'm just going to break the rushing record with Justin Fields. I went away for work for what ended up being two weeks of the game time. Um, Didn't break it with him, broke it with my, you know, rookie running back at the time, dominant running team, get through the playoffs, beat the shit out of Tony by like 30 points. It wasn't even close in the NFC championship game. (laughs) And then I go play this asshole named Nick Nick's in our league. Um, Nick, Allegedly is six foot one, the same height as Baker Mayfield. Um, for context, I am six foot and Nick comes up to my tit. So he's not really, but we had this <laughs> argument at work. Um, Nick is always the Cincinnati Bengals. We play in the Super Bowl. He's, you know, kind of pumped up about it. And I'm like, yo, I'll stay up late. You know, we can play this game. He's like, no, nope. because uh, I was like, ah, oh, you got your son around and all this kind of stuff, whatever. Do stuff with your kid. You got all these responsibilities. He's like, nope. You go to bed early. I don't want the excuse of you being up too late and tired when I win the Super Bowl. So I said, all right, damn. Right. But in my head, I'm like, all right, you little bitch. I'm going to beat your ass. Um, and I'm going to come in the next morning and I'm going to talk shit. I might bring a flag. Like, is I am going to be your worst nightmare. We sit in the same cubicle, too, at work. Right. And we have low cubes so everybody can see or whatever. So hmm. uh, we play our Super Bowl. I beat the shit out of him by... 20 something points. It's not even close. The MVP is Chitabe Awuzie, who was a cornerback on my team 
returned the longest interception for a touchdown of 109 yards ever in a Super Bowl <laughs> during that game. He was right. the Super Bowl MVP, and the year prior, he was a Cincinnati Bengal. But Nick decided he didn't want to sign him to all that money because he didn't think he was worth it, couldn't fit all his wide receivers and stuff. So whatever, he just mossed Jamar Chase, took it back to the house. Where it was a bloodbath, right? Whatever it was. <laughs> After the game, Nick is in Discord for our Fantasy Football League, um, and I decided I was going to just post the recording from Twitch of our game in our Fantasy Football League just to – poke that bear one more time because you said you were going to beat me. Nick mm -hmm. replies, switch divisions. Play me two times a year. Hashtag money plays. Hashtag fraud. After I just beat him by 20-something points and a defensive <laughs> player who had two picks and a touchdown. So then mm -hmm. I send a gif of Mike Tomlin smiling, right? Mm -hmm. You just look up Mike Tomlin's dealer smile. You know which one I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. Then he sends two gifts of Vontez Burfick just targeting players and putting them into concussion protocols and giving them lifelong CTE. Yeah, and yeah. now that guy takes off his pants leaving when he retires from football. Right. Mm -hmm. And he goes, uh, if you don't switch, I will hashtag skull. Like he's going to go be the Vikings. <clears throat> so I said, I'll switch poor Matt. Cause we have Matt Kendall within that league as well too. Yeah. Who's, who's good friends of the, of the show mm -hmm. listens, I believe. And, um, so I said, oh, poor Matt, because I'll beat the shit out of Matt, too, right? I'm that confident. And then he says, Tony, why don't you come be the Ravens? You won't go 17-0 all this time or whatever, right? And so, But obviously, Tony's scared because he understands that I can run the ball down anybody's throat, and that's what I'm going to do, and he can't take it. He doesn't want to do that two times a year because he's trying to get MVPs and all this kind of stuff, right? So mm -hmm. um, anyways, I switched to the Steelers or whatever like that right away. I go draft. I uh, draft a quarterback because I'm like, yeah, I ain't going to do this with Kenny Pickett. He can't run. So I draft a quarterback in the fifth round. He was projected to be an undrafted free agent. And I grab him. He's an overall 67 when I get him. We're, I don't know, about two-thirds of the way through the season almost yeah, week, now. Week eight, week eight currently. Oh, so we're about halfway through. The guy's a 70 overall, right? The first time I played Nick. It's a bloodbath. I mean, I went by like 30 points. It's not even close. And I beat him with a 68 overall quarterback. It was disgusting. <laughs> like my team is not good at all um, to my standards. And I beat the shit out of him. Right. And we play a few weeks later. My quarterback's a 69 now. And Nick's got a different strategy because Tony and him been talking. You know, Tony gave him some tips. What I do, <laughs> I beat him by more points. <laughs> I am Nick's father. I will always be better than Nick at pretty much everything in life, especially when it comes to hair. By the way, I got a haircut. Uh, my hair was pretty nasty. I got a haircut today looking, looking good. Sharp. Um, looking sharp. Yeah, my ass is sweeter than Nick. My feet are bigger than Nick's. Um, my style's better than Nick's, I believe. I don't know. I'm just better at everything than Nick, and I'm going to continue to be better, and Nick will continue to be a – Bottom tier fighting for Sacco survival within our fantasy football league as time goes while I continue to compete for championships. And I am enjoying it because every single year that we play in Madden now, I'm going to be in his division. If he changes and gets Australian football league Madden, I am going to figure out how to get that and get into his league 
and I'm going to beat the shit out of him two times a year. And he's never going to win a division. He's never going to make it past me in the playoffs. He's never going to win a Super Bowl. And he's going to sit there and watch Joe Burrow just get smacked. Jamar Chase suck. And random ass 68 overall quarterbacks just torch his defense left and right. Mm -hmm. 98% passer ratings. I don't know what you want to call it. It's over, Nick. You poked the bear. It was wrong. Terrible towels. I'm going to get one. I'm after I record this, I'm going to order one and I'm going to get it. And it's going to go on the back of my chair because that's what you have to see when you look at me every single day when you walk into the <laughs> office. Suck my ass, Nick. <laughs> Nick is not good enough to be Matt's finger. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> This podcast was meant to get us more involved with each other. And I'm tired of being nice when it comes to people who just don't understand their roles around here. So anyways, <laughs> Terrence, I appreciate you coming on. You got a podcast, Whiskey Flick podcast. You guys review movies. And some boats sometimes while you're on there, sometimes here, there. Hey, we all do it. It's a little, it's a, it's, a, it's a little off the rails currently, yeah. but uh, we're, yeah. we're, we're working on it. We're working on it. The good thing is that content is evergreen. So, you mm -hmm. know, if you want to go back and listen to any episodes, they're, they're completely evergreen. So, um, I recommend starting with the Die Hard episode. It was the first episode. There's a great take mm -hmm. on there by yours truly, uh, Tony, who couldn't be here because he's fighting, <laughs> you know, um, right-wing Republicans who like fantasy football on the internet right now. Um, <laughs> you know, he has terrible takes in that episode as well. So, but it's par for the course. What could we expect? Um, I wonder if he's shaved his mustache right now. Um, if he hasn't, I was kind of looking forward to figuring out what I was going to call him. If he'd shaved his mustache, because we called him meat <laughs> last week. So, or two weeks ago, <laughs> go check out Terrence's podcast, go check out Terrence, uh, Tony's terrible podcast. Not, not our fans in Australia. Um, mm. Ban it. Yep. Get your government to ban it. Um, mm. Call it hate speech. Whatever you want to call it. Just flag it. Ban it. One star it so it doesn't get seen by anybody where you're from. Mm -hmm. uh, definitely do that. So that is the 58 West King podcast. All that stuff's linked below. So okay. if you want to go torture yourself, you can do that. Um, but Show his co-host a ton of love because Matt's dope. Yeah, show Matt a lot of love. I mean, he's the <laughs> talent there. Tony's just over here. Yeah. I don't... Tony just leads the conversation. He's got he's to get that albatross yeah. of Tony off his neck. Yeah, definitely. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It, Tony's a terrible human being. I, I had wrote down here, so we finish every episode. If you're watching on the YouTube, on the audio side of it, Spotify, uh, Apple Podcasts, Pandora, iHeart, wherever you listen to your podcast or whatever, Google Play, Whatever it is, right, you'll hear the music at the end of these. We call it Banger of the Week. Uh, and just some tunes based off some of the things we talked about here. I originally wrote down Paper Planes by MIA. Uh, it's a song I've been listening to a lot lately, right? Um, it's a good one. I fly like paper, get high like planes. So I was thinking about Aaron Rodgers and his ayahuasca trips, right? He's part of the Jets. <laughs> yeah. I'm now a big fan of the Essendon Bombers, right? Mm -hmm. um, I don't know how to say that correctly. Um, Essendon, Essendon Bombers, Bombers. It's definitely Bombers, Bombers, mm -hmm. B O M A S. So, uh, but I think I'm gonna change it for Nick and uh, Banger of the Week this week. Renegade by Sticks. 
It's what plays between the third and fourth quarter of every Steelers home game. And it is amazing. You can imagine 65,000 terrible towels going around. Oh, mama, I'm in fear for my life. There we go. Yeah. All right. For Terrence, I'm Nate. Thank you. Love you. Bye. Love you. Bye. Oh, mama, I'm in fear for my life from the long arm of the law. Lawman is putting into my running and I'm so far from my home. Oh, mama, I can hear you crying. You're so scared and all alone. Hangman is coming down from.